Godzilla, he's uh, all the rage right now. Godzilla got a trailer coming out for Godzilla times Kong, him and Kong teaming up. Um, you got, uh, you know, the uh, Godzilla minus one film that just came out. Uh, and you haven't seen that, have you? Not yet. I, I'm very much looking forward to getting. Oh. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I re- highly recommend checking it out. Godzilla minus one. I think it's a fantastic film. Um, and that made me decide to put up a poll of which Godzilla movies should we go back and review. And I haven't really watched many Godzilla movies. I've seen the recent ones, Godzilla 2014. Uh, which a lot of people seem to, you know, uh, since the trailer premiered of Godzilla Tom Kong, um, you see some people going like, you know, this gotten too goofy or too silly. And it's like people like the 2014 one. And then, uh, you know, so I've seen that one. I've seen also Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, I've uh, I still want to see Shin Godzilla. Uh, I bought it on Blu-ray. I've been meaning to watch it. I hear that's also really fantastic mm-hmm. for a lot of people up there there. But when we put up the poll there, we had one of this Godzilla 1954. And um, this was what won the poll. And it was interesting going back to this, going back to the OG Godzilla, the black and white Godzilla, uh, where you see the clearly the models here that you have of Godzilla stomping around, uh, crushing things, guy in a rubber suit, uh, you know, just absolutely fantastic. And this actually, this trailer, I think it's from the, it's more from the 1956 version here because you see Raymond Burr there. Um, yeah, especially was, with all the subtitles there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I watched, uh, this, uh, the Japanese version there on HBO max. They actually have all the Godzilla films up there, which is pretty nice. Uh, you can go check it out on the max there, uh, watch them before they just remove them. So you better hurry up, um, and check that out. But, uh, of course, uh, and hello there, cat name women. Good to see you. Uh, very much, uh, appreciate you stopping by here. Um, but yes, um, and Godzilla, you know, 1954 film. Uh, very much like people have always talked about, uh, and I've heard this many times over, a movie in reference to the atom bomb, you know, and, and very much an allegory for that. And uh, when you actually see this movie, I thought, like, you know, coming into it, I was like, well, it's probably going to be pretty subtle, the messaging of the atom bomb and, you know, nuclear warfare. But no, it actually isn't very subtle at all. I mean, they actually reference it uh, quite a bit. Uh, they, in this, they reference the H-bomb, the hydrogen bomb here, and then that's the reason that Godzilla, they believe, actually exists because of the hydrogen bomb testing that they're doing in the ocean, and that's how uh, what made uh, you know Godzilla the creature that he is. Um, but, you know, when you... Actually, this is a good pairing movie to watch Godzilla Minus One and then to watch this back-to-back because there's very lot of similarities to the two. It's almost like Godzilla Minus One. I guess it's basically almost like a remake, in a way, in a sense of this film. Um, give me some of your thoughts on uh, Godzilla 1954. Yeah, well, so uh, this is a movie I I don't think I'd seen this in at least 10 years. And I think the last time I watched it, I did watch that American re-release from 1956, which really kind of does a lot of small things to try and make it like almost a more exciting like monster movie. Um, but one thing I, I really appreciate about this film, going back and watching it again, uh, it it really kind of settles in in being dour about it. Um, it it's something that sh- kind of strikes out immediately to me is this is the sound design and the almost the the footprints. They almost don't sound like the landfall of footprints. It almost sounds like bombs going. 
every time that you you start to hear that come up. Um, and I have the composer's name here. Uh, yeah, Akira Fukabe. I could be saying that wrong. You know, don't <laughs> don't judge me too harshly. Uh, but um, he yeah he he uses the sound in such an interesting way. And I, I think there's this you know old effects right old costume. You could you could maybe expect it to be a little goofy, but I think I think this holds up in a way because it captures this just dread filled tone kind of throughout the whole thing. Um, like I I would classify this almost more as a horror movie than a monster movie, even, even though it is of course very much a monster film. Mm, yeah, um, and this is the original the official Japanese trailer right here. Um, and like I said, I mean, very and thank you by the way, uh, Catnay Winnie. Thank you for the uh, subscription there. Very much appreciated there. Um, much love there. Uh, but yes, um, you kind of see that here. Um, you know, kind of with the horror aspect here, people, you know, running away from Godzilla, him just destroying these entire towns. Um, him with the you know atomic breath that he has. Uh, now it's you know kind of nothing compared to what you see now, where he like you know does the whole charge up there and then the big blast and you know what I mean. It's like that you know now with better effects you can see that uh, here. Uh, but you know that's still much very effective. The the roar is still very much you hear and still in modern day. Uh, you mentioned the score. You have the iconic you know Godzilla theme there that you have there with the opening of this film. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna really play it because you know, of course, YouTube. You know, I'm gonna upload. Right. It, you know, <laughs> uh, play two seconds of that, and then you strike down there. But um, you you have that very much, you know, in this movie, which is all very iconic, and you see why it was kind of a success. It was there, um, and yeah, I mean, you know, and when you mentioned of how you know political this movie is, um, you know, having a character of like the doctor character, who is probably for me one of the most fascinating characters in the movie, and that's the guy with the uh, eye patch here. Um, yeah, as uh, Daisuke Serizawa. Yeah. Okay, I bet you said that a lot better than I would have said it. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, you have this who you know because of course, like many Godzilla movies, when he first appears, he you know there's the immediate human response of how are we going to take Godzilla out? How are we going to fight this thing? And the scientist, this doctor, comes up with an idea of you know what I mean, stripping the oxygen, basically like this oxygen destroyer from the ocean. So when they basically when they drown, uh, you know, Godzilla, they're going to kill him. By the way, spoiler for a 69 year old movie, by the way. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so they're going to that's the basically plan. Uh, but you see him kind of almost like kind of like a figure like J. Robert Oppenheimer, where he's kind of battling of like having this weapon here of like, well, if you know, I create this weapon, even if it is to stop this dangerous creature, you know, what if other people get their hands on it? You know, other human human beings get their hand up. Know, what disaster will that lead to? Um, so I thought that was kind of very fascinating there. And then especially the ending of the movie here, uh, where the character you just have the older guy uh, in the movie who just you know basically just sitting there going like you know if we if there's more nuclear war then you know it's going to lead to another Godzilla there you know kind of leading to again you know the arms race nuclear you know arms race there at that time uh, you know after the atom bomb was first dropped and what that would the, the constant escalation that would kind of lead to in warfare there. Um, so yeah, uh, what, what's kind of some of your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally agree about uh, the doctor being, I, I personally think the most interesting character in the movie. And I think part of, part of what I think makes the movie work so well, despite, you know, maybe some dated special effects in certain places is that the Godzilla is like a monster, you know, 
destroying things, I, that's a relatively small portion of the overall film. I think the, the real crux here is his battle uh, uh, over the ethics of whether or not to introduce that weapon to the world, because he spends most of the movie already having developed it and being reluctant to use it. Like, it's actually pretty, what, 20, maybe 20, maybe 30 minutes in. He's got this thing like that. that this is already made this weapon. Um, and it takes people manipulating him, lying, uh, leaking information to other people, people begging him to to use it. And uh, and ultimately, he, you know, destroys his own research, um, even though he agrees to use it this once just in an attempt to make sure that this is like a one and done sort of situation. Um, and yeah, I, 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 yeah, I love the, the messaging there. Uh, and and it, it does, it's funny having uh, Oppenheimer having come out earlier this year because it's totally tackling some of the same subjects. Although uh, the, the uh, Sarazawa character being, you know, kind of nobly taking his own life just to prevent this weapon from existing in the world. Um, certainly a more fictionally like satisfying conclusion. But I also really appreciate that at the end of this movie, it's, it's, there's no celebration, right? Like there's no like, momentous yay we did it at the end it, it is kind of ends on a very sad very very dour feeling um and it and it just kind of lets you sit with it and i i, I really love how it handles it mm, yeah uh because he mentioned the doctor sacrificed his life to stop godzilla here um and there's a very somber kind of tone um at the end of this film um what did you uh you know, going to some of the effects here, did you kind of find them charming a little bit, like the models here? Um, I actually do, yeah. <laughs> okay. And this is like the big scene here where you see Godzilla, um, where you see him kind of take on uh, the city here and kind of stomping through it because, you know, they try to set a trap for him, you know what I mean, corner him here, and he's just mowing down all their military uh, here, as you see. Um, yeah, I, I found it also kind of charming uh, as well, you know what I mean, even though, it, you know, now it's incredibly dated now um and like one was kind of uh i thought it was kind of a little comical was there's a scene where you know the they have reporters there and he's in the tower and he's he's dedicated to his job he's trying to get reporter of the year uh because he's up there you know chronicling everything that's going on it's godzilla he's coming he's coming towards me and then he's still he's not trying to get the hell out of here the cameraman's not trying to get out of there they just stayed all the way to the end and godzilla just you know kills them there uh just takes down the tower i was like wow that's that's dedication um, and then, you know, you clearly see kind of the models here of the little town, like back out, you know, uh, they still kind of do it somewhat in, in the filmmaking, like the model kind of characters you'll see of like, you know, buildings and things like that, but probably not as much as they used to very much. Not I think the much. last time that was like used in a really, really significant way was the Lord of the Rings, I think. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, probably, uh, when they kind of did that. Now everything is, you know, just like CGI, you know, we're going to just CGI, but there also is some kind of. Good craft work to see, like people who worked on this, designed this, took time to do this, um, you know, and and I very much appreciate that a lot. Um, besides for the doctor uh, character, um, what do you think about some of the other characters that you kind of have in this film? Yeah, I, I think that a lot of the the conversations that they have, whether it's just kind of some of the smaller personal human conversations, or or even the uh, the you know you get these big public meetings, and some of it is a bit of lore exposition dumpy uh but i i do i just i do really appreciate the 
the depth in which they they try and talk about it. I mean, do they let the public know? Do what is the plan? Is this going to freak people out? Do we tell them that we like? How much do we tell them? Do we tell them to go to shelter in place? Kind of exploring all of the the options of like a disaster scenario. And I was um, again I'm trying to pull it was a uh, Yamane, I think, was the official that comes in and is the uh, is the older gentleman that's uh, got the like big suit and tie, and he's he's the kind of the main one giving the information dumps. Uh, unless I, I believe I have that correct. Right, you um, talking about uh, the older kind of guy with the kind of mustache? Yeah, uh, yeah. Is it? Oh no, sorry, that uh, wrong name. Professor Tanabe. Is that right? Okay, and that was the older guy with the mustache there. Let me see. I believe I can... so. Uh, let me see. I think I got an image of him. I'm, I'm, I, I may have that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, I think it's. I think you're talking about this character right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. To the yes. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And very much so. I mean, it's with his character. Um. With this, you know, bringing back a little bit to Godzilla minus one. I, was, I mentioned it had so much Spielberg influences there, Star Wars kind of influences. Um, and then going all the way to this one, 1954, is you can you can see kind of where maybe Spielberg got some inspiration for Jaws, you know, for this with this film, uh, because the character here that you mentioned, uh, very much he's the older guy uh, coming in to you know uh, basically it's an info dump and to talk about the horrors of Godzilla and like he's you know again being that person who's seen the war, he's seen the traumatic effects of a creature like this before, you know, in various different forms. You know what I mean? Uh, because, I mean, they, you know, like I said, they should have mentioned, you know, I mean, things like the hydrogen bomb, things like the damage that bombs have done to, you know, nuclear war there. Uh, so I think that character there to uh, kind of be this uh, point of uh, kind of remembrance of, of that past horror there, um, I thought was I thought was really good. Um, I believe it's his daughter and her soon to be fiance that are they're the ones that actually go in and have to convince Sarah Zawa to. Uh, allow the use of the weapon in the first place i think yes yes it is um yeah uh so i you know again that's i think that's a great scene where you know the doctor he's burning his research here all the things that he's done um and like you said he figures it out pretty uh, pretty soon there into the movie and this movie's not that long either it's only an hour and 30 something minutes it's not that long of a film either um i think that after the initial kind of you know the big scene kind of when godzilla kind of takes the city does all this destruction I think it kind of does pace wise kind of slows down a lot there. Um, how did you kind of feel about that? Um, if you know what I'm referencing. Yeah, no, it, it does slow down a little bit. I, you could almost looking at it now in a modern context, I feel like you could maybe shave like 10 minutes off there. there, cause there there's a lot of at times in the movie. Uh, it's, it's, I don't want to say wandering, but it does it does feel like it's taking its time and you and so you know some of that's just a, a thing with a lot of older films they just take their time with establishing shots and kind of build up uh in certain scenes that don't always feel super necessary um but it also it didn't drag like a lot because as you said it, it's not a long movie um i did really appreciate seeing a lot of you just talking about the human element of the movie um seeing so much of the aftermath destruction of just the the people that you don't know the names of right and kind of just seeing how badly 
people are killed and injured. There's a there's a moment um, where they're uh, examining people in like a medical tent or medical building after after one of the attacks, and there's a there's a little girl that's just bawling her eyes out. Okay. <laughs> Cats knocking stuff over. Uh, there's a little girl uh, bawling her eyes out, and I, 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 I thought when I saw that that has got to be some of the best child act. Like they must have actually like told that little girl her mom died in like a real explosion to get her to cry like that. Like that was some of the best child acting I've ever seen. Yeah. One scene that's coming up in mind for me. I remember. Uh, see if you remember this scene that I thought was really good. Uh, it was with a mother, and she was holding her children. Oh, yes. Just, you know, just the fact that she's just completely kind of helpless there. Um, you know what I mean? What this creature just kind of attacks there um, is, is absolutely kind of devastating, I think. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I, th I thought that that was, yeah, those, those yeah, really good kind of showing like the people kind of running from it. Um, again, that's always been a kind of a present thing in a lot of the Godzilla movies, um, seeing kind of, you know, even if, you know, kind of all that destruction is causing in the aftermath of it. Um, later on, because I mean, uh, how many Godzilla movies have you uh, seen? Uh, I would put it somewhere between 10 and 15, but definitely not all of them. Okay. And do you kind of, you, you take Godzilla, you know, the goofy where he had like a kid and when he was doing like a super jumps and when he was kind of. Yeah, like totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy goofy Godzilla and serious Godzilla. Um, you know, it's funny to see, to look at this movie and, and see how, you know, it can be devastating, as you say, horrifying, you know, when you look at it within the, the context of the, the nuclear uh, experiment that it's clearly predicating itself on um and then to think that it evolved into some of the things it does i mean you go you know 20 years later and you see some of these yeah, that's a, this is exactly the one i was thinking of too yeah. <laughs> and then it goes there, there's a <laughs> yeah just and then the cut and then the sideways swing and there's a, there's a moment in that same in that same movie too where godzilla and the robot are surrounded by like a rig of fire and Godzilla's like waving him like, get out of here, man. And the robot comes back. He's like, we're getting out of here together. Not at all. All right. And he's like <laughs> carrying him through the fire. And yeah, it's, it's, you know, I enjoy both, but I do think it is, you know, something like the, this original film does, I think, carry, it, it carries so much meaning that it is, it's funny to think that it went into such a goofy direction. Uh, yeah. Uh, House of uh, says Drew. It says comedy and tragedy uh, are thought to be two sides of the same coin. Godzilla really embodies that. Oh, that is Tim right there, actually. Oh, Tim. Hey, that's going there, Tim. Uh, good to, for you to be here, man. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think yeah, Godzilla really definitely does embody that there. Um, and you'll see like this movie coming out later. You're gonna see Godzilla. Hell yeah, he's gonna kick some ass. That <laughs> him and Kong. So you know what I mean? Look. Um. <laughs> Uh, as uh, oh, people man. saying that Godzilla doesn't run, people were complaining about that. He said he doesn't run there. Like, like, like he, like he shouldn't be running, and like they're they're mad that they had him run in the track. That's yeah. such a nitpick. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So for 
Godzilla, nineteen fifty four. What are your final thoughts? What are your ratings? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, it's it's kind of it's such a foundational piece of filmmaking. Like, there are things about it that I, you know, it's not necessarily my favorite. Uh, it does slow down a little bit in pacing at times. I totally agree with you about that. Some of the effects can feel a little dated, although I do think they're charming. There is a one shot where he looks like straight into the camera, and I swear he's cross-eyed. He's just looking in opposite directions. That got out of me. Um, <laughs> but I, I, the, the, the message and in, in theme of the film, I think, is really powerful. I think that is still really effective all this time later, something that, you know, with maybe the exception of uh, Minus One, uh, at least of all the other Godzilla films I've seen, that message has never been completely captured the same way. Um, and not only did it launch a, what, 70-year or 69-year franchise at this point, uh, it also it created the entire concept, uh, concept of pseudomation, right? The whole acting with the rubber suits instead of doing the claymation monsters. Um, and other than the first King Kong, and then I, I think it's, what, 20,000, the, the monster from like 20,000 Leagues, I think were the only two big monster movies before this. This is the third of its kind. It, it basically kicked off a genre. Um, I, I'm, I get this and this is cinema, and not because I have no issues with it, but because it's 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 so it's such a foundational piece of film history, and I do think it uh, encapsulates something really powerful that I, I just don't see much in in anything else. Yeah, I mean, you kind of got to give it this is cinema just for, you know, obviously what it's done for the film industry, what it's done, you know, its reputation and legacy. Um, and also, I mean, I do think this is still a good movie. Uh, you know, even with its limitations of the time, I still think what it has to say is still very relevant, um, you know, especially with the Doctor character, as we mentioned. Um, and I think that's very good. And also, you know, the just kind of the charm, charming nature of it there. Oh, I say, okay, he charged up his bag even in this. Okay, so he still had that there. There where he does the atomic breath there. There's still glowing the spikes there. Um, so, you, you know, you still had that very much so. Um, and I think for that, I mean, you really do have to kind of respect it and kind of give it a, a this is cinema for that. And like I said, launching now is going to be a 70-year franchise here. Um, and this was one of the most expensive films Toho uh, had made at the time. And this was also made uh, the same year, came out of Seven Samurai, also came out the same year mm. of 1954 there. So this was kind of one of the three most kind of uh, expensive movies that they made at the time. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, very much appreciating going back in time and uh, seeing this movie, uh, going back to take my time to go see this, and very much appreciate that it won the poll that we put up there. Um, definitely in, on a Godzilla kick right now. I'm going to try to watch some more of it since they're all on Max right now. You can check them out. Um, I think the next one I'm going to watch is probably Shin Godzilla. It's probably the next one I'm going to definitely watch. Um, would you recommend anyone for the audience, for me, that you think people should Anyone check? in particular? Um, uh, what, uh, I wish I, I remembered the names of all of them better, but that one that you just showed a clip of where uh, he's doing the jump fly kick and kicking uh, Megalon in the chest, that is, it might not be dramatic or you might not learn anything from it, but I do think that movie is genuinely hilarious, especially if you can find the mystery science theater version of it. Uh, yeah, it says Godzilla versus Megalon. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's very much appreciated there. Um, if people can watch that there. So, yeah. Uh, so, two, this is cinemas for Godzilla 1954.